Before we get started, we want to thank our sponsor, Bywork Small Business Insurance. Bywork is who we use for our business insurance because they make it quick and easy for small businesses. You can visit bywork.com to get a quote in minutes, purchase your policy, and be covered the next day. Policies start as low as $35 a month, which is so good. If getting a quote online intimidates you, though, you can also call 1-866-757-4487 to speak directly with a licensed insurance agent who will gladly help you through the process and answer any questions you may have. Thank you to Bywork Business Insurance for being a sponsor of the Artie Friends podcast. As always, we'll have the link in our notes as well as on our website. All right, real quick, we want to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian-approved meals delivered straight to your door. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and more. We absolutely love Factor. I cannot even tell you how delicious these meals are, guys. And I just love that you just throw it in the microwave. It's ready in two minutes. I've had some crazy busy weeks lately, and all my free time, I'm wedding planning. I'm trying to eat right for my wedding, and Factor makes it so easy to do that. They have high protein meals, which I love. I'm trying to hit those 30 grams of protein every single meal. And Factor meals do that time and time again. They have delicious snacks, smoothies, and more. I love the coffee and chocolate breakfast smoothie. It's a protein smoothie and it is so delicious. I just can't tell you enough of how good and delicious Factor is. It's seriously the real deal. And if you guys use our code alreadyfriends50, you'll get 50% off. Again, that is alreadyfriends50 for 50% off your first order. And that's at factormeals.com. So go to factormeals.com slash alreadyfriends50 to give Factor a try for yourself. It's seriously so worth it. And we're so grateful to have them as a sponsor of the Already Friends podcast. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Already Friends. This is Kara. And this is Allison. Today, we're trying something different for this episode. We are actually not together right now. We are on opposite sides of the world, and we will share about that in a little bit in this intro, but we're just on completely different time zones right now, and we could not find a time to record together. So we thought we would both record what we learned in our Eight Dimensions of Wellness recap. That's what today's episode is. We're going to recap this entire series, share what we learned, but we're both just going to record on our own and combine it together. So you're going to get two solo episodes just joined together. Um, We thought this could be a really fun way to 
mix up how we usually record. So bear with us. We just thought it could be fun to switch it up. But like I said, we're going to be recapping those eight dimensions of wellness. If you don't know, we've had a series going on for the last few months now, just exploring what the eight dimensions of wellness are. So if you haven't heard of this or haven't listened to those episodes, feel free to go back and start from the self-care series intro episode and you can kind of listen to those. Or if not, you want to hear that recap, just stay here and we will give you some of our favorite things that we learned from all of those guests. And of course, we're going to catch up. So we'll both share updates and then we'll do our peaks of the week. We'll share your guys' peaks of the week and then we'll get into what we learned. Yes, exactly. So if you guys hate it, don't worry. We'll be back to our usual moving and grooving next week. In the spirit, though, of trying things for the first time, I did a couple of things over the last week for the first time. One of them being golfing. Me and my mom and sister and my mom's friend went golfing on Easter Sunday If you are local to the Omaha area, you could go try this place out. It's called Milts, M-I-L-T-S, and it's a par three course. So it's very humble, a very good beginner golfing course because I was always so nervous to go to like a big fancy golf course and try to actually do a round because that, you know, the driving range, it just, you don't really get the full effect. I feel like you just like hit the bucket of balls and it's like not that fun. I always wanted to actually walk the course or get a golf cart and do it. So finally ripped the Band-Aid and tried that. And I didn't do too bad. There were definitely some swings and a miss. But for the most part, like got the ball pretty straight. And I had a few really good connections that I was like, okay, I see what golfing is about now. And I was talking to Clay about it. And he was like so excited that I went with my mom and sister because he's like, so you'll go with me like this spring and summer? I was like, yeah, of course, because I can multitask, getting a tan, being outside, getting in movement, hanging out with you. It's like a quadruple whammy of great things. So I'll probably be doing more of that this spring and summer because yeah, at Milt, it was only $12. So that was one fun thing I did for the first time. The second one is me and my sister and my dad went to my dad's church's daddy-daughter dance. They've literally been having it since I was a child. And my poor sweet father... He has asked me and my sister literally every year. And I don't know if I was just being a brat in high school, probably in college. I think I was busy or I just like had something come up. And so when he asked this year, I was like, yes, 100%. We will go with you. And I don't know why I was picturing it to be like retirement home vibes. And it was not that at all. It was way more like a high school prom. Like there were hundreds of dads and daughters of all ages, sizes, shapes, colors. Like it was so wholesome. So there was a little mix of slow dancing and then more like fun songs like the Macarena. But it was really nice. And I'm sure it meant a lot to my dad. And I feel so bad that me and my sister never went before this year. And then the third thing I did for the first time was joined a book club with a group of like eight girls, I think it is. And everyone just submitted a book suggestion and then we voted on it and we'll probably read all of them at some point. But this month we read the anthology of food. It's basically like a compilation of a bunch of short stories that are between like three to seven pages that the author had I don't know, like friends, family, other authors write in. And and all of the stories had to do with food and like emotions or a story or a connection. And so for our book club, we all brought a food to our meeting. And as I was reading through them, I was like, okay, I wonder which one of these is going to resonate. And there was one of this like Russian lady and she like would make this stew of basically just like a bunch of stuff that was like in the cabinets and fridge because it was like going bad. I was like, oh my God, it's so me because I can 
be kind of bad about going to the grocery store. So I tend to eat stuff that's just like, I don't know, pasta or cans or frozen things. Not like frozen dinners, but like frozen fruit. Anyway, I have been known on an occasion or two since college to just eat a can of peas. Room temperature, just cut the top of the can off and take a spoon and just like eat the can of peas. And something about it is just so satisfying. And now I've also discovered that garbanzo beans, if I just put them in the oven, sprinkle a little like olive oil and salt on it and bake them for a little while, they're like, it's kind of like popcorn, like lots of little bites. So the Russian lady that just kind of like grabbed stuff that she had and threw it together, that was the story I resonated with. So I bought some olive oil covered garbanzo beans. And that seriously is a really good snack. If you're ever like desperate, have nothing fresh in your house, the garbanzo beans. Yeah. So those are my first tries at golfing, daddy daughter dance and book club. And it's been a fun week. Other than that, I've just been working a lot. I would say, oh my gosh, I have two peaks of the week though. The first is I went outside and went for a run. Yesterday was my first like outdoor good run of 2023. I did some good longer walks and hikes when I was like in Joshua Tree, but it was still like cold. So this was my first sports bra, booty shorts, long run, sweating, because I don't know what is going on with Omaha's weather, but it is like in the 70s and 80s this week. Not complaining. Absolutely love it. So I was like, I'm going outside. I'm getting tan. I'm going for my run. So I ran four miles yesterday at nine minute mile paces, which I haven't ran in like four months, like hard outside like that. So I was pretty proud of nine minute miles. I need to get it way down. And it was kind of making me think about how whatever you do as a kid, it like is like second nature because I ran so much as a kid, even in elementary school, was on the track team, middle school, cross country, did track and cross country competitively in high school, and then would do races in college, like half marathons or 10Ks or whatever. And running is just like such a safe space for me. When I'm having a bad day, if I just like go for a run, it just like gets all that stagnant energy out of my body. And I just always feel so much better. So feeling really, really good today because I did that yesterday. And I guess this will be delayed by the time this episode comes out. But today is my half birthday, April 11th. And it is also coined as the luckiest day of the year. So the vibes are just good and high today. After I finish recording this, I'm going to go out and go for another run. I remember... Mm, two or three Aprils ago, I did 100 running miles in the month of April, which is kind of a lot because it's like 3.3 miles every day. And if you miss a day, then it's like 6.6. Probably not going to be doing that this year, but I am in the mood to start something. And I will get into that in the actual part of the episode because I do want to talk about physical wellness, but I think I'll save that for later. And then the other peak of the week is that I bought myself some new clothes, which I basically never do because since I literally like thrift for a living, I feel like anything I want, I can just find or I'll just buy it from 1404 or other resellers. Like I'm always trying to get stuff secondhand. And I also feel like since I kind of shop for a living, shopping is like not really like a fun pastime for me. Of course, I love thrifting and shopping, but like after I kind of deal with clothes and merchandise and inventory all day. Like I'm never just like up late online shopping. Like I was in college. Like I did a lot of that in college. So I get this email like two weeks ago from this company that they're doing their 40% off anniversary sale. And it was a brand that I'd had my eye on for like years. And I was like, ooh, okay, maybe today is the day that I'll like buy a couple of basics. And they are like a pretty big brand. I don't want to say this because I don't want someone to contact them and (laughs) out me on this. But I ordered um, a pair of pants, like some cozy sweatpants, some cozier like oversized shorts, 
um, a tight tank, and then like a little cropped hoodie. Just stuff that I can wear around the house, errands, anywhere, anytime, all year long. And with the 40% off, I was like, damn, this is a pretty good deal. It was free shipping. So I pulled the trigger, bought the items, package gets delivered. And I'm like, okay, cute. Everything fits. Slay. Love it. Moving on. Three days later, another package comes of the exact same order all over again. They literally just sent me two orders. And I've been having a moral debate if I should reach out to them and be like, hey, uh, you guys sent me two full orders of this. But I think it also goes to show like big companies have so much money and resources that they didn't even notice that they doubled my order. Like as a small business owner, I cannot imagine doing that because, you know, small business owners are like writing notes. They're so diligent. They're so happy with every order that comes through. Like literally look at the names of people that order from me. And I'm like, oh my God, love them. Like, thanks so much. Like, I just can't imagine being such a big operation that you just send someone a whole extra box without even noticing. So I kind of took it as the universe's sign of like, you're feeling lucky. This is great. Take it, enjoy it, and don't think that much into it. Because I honestly feel like if I reach out to them, like, what are they going to make me send it back? Because a few months ago, Clay had ordered a hat from this like workout company that he loves. They're like really nice hats. Same thing happened. He got it. A few weeks later, just got another one again. So I don't know. But definitely made my day and I'm here for it. But now I'm going to read two of your guys' peaks of the week. The general consensus of all of the peak of the week entries this week were all like, the weather. We're all clearly like, oh my God, thank God the sunshine is back beaming down on us. Like it's bringing us all back to life. Like Jillian said, moved into a beautiful new apartment with a deck facing west for incredible sunsets. Natalie said, the weather. McKinley said, the weather being warm enough that I can sit outside and read. And Amy said, the sun. So I just love it. We're all getting outside. We're all romanticizing the day and embracing the sunshine. All right. For me, some life updates and why I am on a completely different time zone and not able to record with Allison. I am in Saudi Arabia for work. I was literally just chilling like last Friday at home and got an email that basically asked me if I could hop on a flight on Sunday and come out to Saudi Arabia for a photo video shoot. Basically, they needed a social shooter and a vertical video shooter and they didn't have anybody. So they called me and luckily I was available. Luckily, I was able to go because this is such a once in a lifetime opportunity. I am seriously loving this country, these people, the opportunities so much. We're having so much fun and yeah, we are on day two right now. But if you're trying to figure out this time zone thing, Saudi Arabia is eight hours ahead. So we're actually here during Ramadan, which is one of the holiest months for Muslims. And it's a period of fasting. So actually you fast from sunrise to sunset. And why we're kind of on these crazy schedules is actually we're shooting all night. So we don't start shooting for this video shoot until sunset. So around six o'clock year in Saudi time. And then we are up all night filming. And then when we get back, after sunrise, we're sleeping during the day. So we're eight hours ahead from where Allison is in the US. And if it was a regular work schedule, it totally would have been fine to record after, you know, we get back around 9 or 10 p.m. here because that would have been, you know, afternoon in the US. But with the schedule, when we got to shoot, it's like 6 a.m. because we're, we're leaving here around 3 or 4 p.m. We're getting to our destinations early to be ready for sunset. And yeah, that's like a 5, 6 a.m. for Allison. So it was just not working. So that is why we're recording separately. But yeah, I will probably share more updates about this trip next week or the week after just because, yeah, we're still only on day two and there's, a, there's not that much that we've done so far. But excited to talk more about that and share my experience. 
Any other life updates for me? After this shoot, I go into another shoot for another tourism board. And if you listened last week, I said my peak of the week was that I landed an exciting project. And if you thought it was Saudi Arabia, it's actually not. I have a different tourism board photo shoot that I'm going to next week straight from Saudi Arabia that I'm so excited for. I'm going to Branson, Missouri. Me and a friend are going with the Visit Branson Tourism Board. I actually also got invited as a content creator and I will be making some reels about going to Branson. So if you guys have been to Branson, send me any recs. I am very excited. And yeah, that was kind of what I was talking about last week. I was just so excited to feel like I'm breaking into the tourism and travel space as a person that posts on the internet and as a creator myself, instead of just as a logistics producer or someone producing the shoots. So that was just really exciting because yeah, I'm going on that shoot as someone to post on my Instagram and on my TikTok and stuff. So that is so exciting. And yes, very much looking forward to that. I'm bringing Hania. So you guys know it's going to be a fun time. We love Hania and she brings the most positive uplifting energy. So yeah, that is what I'll be up to when I get back. And if you were reading on what I was going to say about last week's peak, that was that. This week's peak, I will definitely say was, yeah, just getting this opportunity and being able to make it happen. So last minute and just being here, seeing a brand new country. One of my goals for this year was to go to three new countries for work. So this is a great way to check off one of those goals. All right, now it's time to read your guys' peaks. Casey said, just returned from a week-long road trip photography workshop. It inspired me to get out and pursue my photography passion. And now I've booked five shoots for this month. Congratulations, Casey. That is amazing. Love hearing that you're pursuing your creative passions and making it work and seeing success. We are so happy for you. And Laura said, doing my 10,000 step hot girl walks. We love that. Love a good hot girl walk, especially as it warms up. That is definitely the vibe. And as always, send in your peaks of the week on our Instagram story at Already Friends Podcast. We post little bucks every Monday. Okay. And we are going to get into our eight dimensions of wellness, major moments, things that stood out to us. So we're going to have Allison go first. She's just going to share everything she learned, go into the notes that she took or just anything that's really stood out to her. And then I will go with my thoughts, what stood out to me, and then we'll give our final thoughts, wrap up. But yeah, again, thanks for your patience with this week's episode format. Let us know what you guys think, if you enjoyed it. If not, that's okay. Again, it's probably not going to be like this for a while, but we thought it could be fun. We switched it up and make it work for us. So that here is what we learned from the Eight Dimensions Wellness Series. I wanted to start off my recapping segment with taking it all the way back to December when we did the How to Reflect on Your Year episode. I honestly feel like that would be a great episode to refer back to now that we've all gone through this whole journey of learning more about the eight dimensions because that episode is kind of where the seed was planted for us to do this whole eight dimensions of wellness series. Because I was reflecting on my 2022 year and I was like, how how should I reflect on me? Or like, I don't want it to just be numbers. I want to do it in this nice balanced way. So I'd found the eight dimensions of wellness online. And I was like, that would be a perfect way to reflect on my year. So I did that and I kind of gave myself scores in each category back in December. And this morning I went through and ranked the eight dimensions of where I feel like I'm at. And maybe that could be a good exercise for anyone listening to do just so you kind of have a baseline. And it could be cool to look back on and even 
three months, six months, a year from now and be like, wow, I have made a lot of progress. So on a scale of one to 10, one being the lowest, 10 being the highest, I gave myself a five in social, environmental, and financial, a six in emotional, a seven in spiritual, eight in occupational, and nine in intellectual. And with social kind of being one of the lowest areas that I ranked, I feel like this series really, really taught me how important social wellness is. And Dr. Chelsea's episode well, part one and part two, literally changed my life. I just feel like prior to hearing how important relationships and connections and community are, I didn't really understand how much it like impacted my health. So even in the past couple of months, I have just been, I think, a better partner and a better friend and a better family member and really tried to prioritize those activities where in the past, I mean, like I said in the introduction of this episode, like I went to the daddy daughter dance. I went golfing with my mom and sister. I went to book club. Like those are things that passed me maybe would have been like, I don't have time for that. Like I'm working on my business. Like I'm trying to get in the gym and I just like kind of felt like social activities were keeping me from reaching my goals. And this series has really helped me realize that the people that support you are like what make those things possible. And we need to be able to have people that we can talk to and rely on and laugh with and have fun with. And in the past, like let's say something happened, like, I don't know, some bad thing in my day. I very much internalize those things and try to sort it out on my own, whether I like journal or go to a yoga class or like go on this raging walk. Like I really go inward and like hold on to that anger. And I do want to talk about anger a little bit more in a second, but I have just like always had this natural tendency to keep that inward. Or even if something like really exciting happens, it was hard for me to share. And that's even why we came up with the peak of the week thing, because in the beginning of episodes, I would just have a hard time, quote unquote, like bragging about myself. Like it was just hard for me to do. And so I have slowly tried to get better about sharing both my high highs and my low lows. And like, I want other people in my life to share those things with me. So I've had to realize that the people around me can help me through that. They can offer advice, solutions, a shoulder to cry on, a listening ear, and that's okay. And it kind of ties into one of my big lessons for the year is learning how to accept help, which has just always been something that doesn't really sit well with me. I'm like, duh, I can do everything on my own. I don't want to ask for help, but I'm really trying to let my guard down in that capacity. And it's been really tough, but I'm trying and I'm working on it. And yeah, if that's something you're struggling with, my heart goes out to you. But looping back to the anger thing, I kind of feel like everyone has a negative emotion that they default to in times of being unwell. On TikTok last night, I searched how to stop being and then wanted to see what it auto-filled in. And the answers were how to stop being anxious, negative, sensitive, sad, dependent, jealous, insecure, awkward, lazy. Those were the top ones that showed up. 
up. And I was like, damn, where is angry? Because that is mine. Like, I don't know what it is or what trauma I'm holding on to or what upset me in my past. But when something doesn't go my way, it's definitely tied to me wanting to control things. When something 180s on me last minute or I like can't figure out how to do something, I can get really angry or frustrated and stressed. And I don't like it. It makes me feel very powerless because I'm like, generally, I feel like a pretty happy, chill person. But like by myself, I can just like get really angry. And that is also why I gave myself a six for emotion because I feel like the majority of the time, like I'm doing pretty good, but I can just get worked up kind of easily, mostly with abrupt change and control things, I would say, or my environment switching up on me. And I also think I've been a little more on edge with the bar going in downstairs because that just kind of, I feel like came as such a shock. Like I didn't know the bar was going in there, which then disrupted our home life. Like now we need to move into a different apartment. My sleep has been affected. I looked in my app in the last eight weeks, I have averaged five hours and 51 minutes each night of sleep, which is not good because my body just like naturally wakes up at eight o'clock in the morning or well between 7.30 and 8.30, no matter what time I go to bed. And with the bar playing music until like two, that's kind of why that happens because I don't really go to bed till two. And then no matter what, I don't set an alarm. I still am waking up. So I'm definitely excited to get a new apartment in the next couple of months. And I think that will improve my sleep, my stress levels, my home life, and all of that. Going back to this negative emotion that I think everyone kind of has, Clay and I were talking about it, and we went through our family members, our friends, and we tried to say like which emotion we thought was their like go-to negative emotion. We're like, oh, that person, definitely sad. Oh, that other person, definitely jealous. Like it's weird because you can kind of like see it on people. Like for me, I don't really like get sad very easily. Like when I'm down, like let's say the same situation could happen to a variety of people. Um, Someone hits their car. Someone might be like, oh my gosh, I'm so unlucky. The next person might be like, I'm so sad because I'm worthless and I'm a bad driver and I should have been able to prevent this. I, being an angry person, would be like, why the fuck did this happen? Like, this is so annoying. I can't control this because it just like came out of nowhere. Or the next person that might make them so, so anxious and them not want to drive anymore. So I feel like any given situation that can be a little triggering, maybe do a deep dive into yourself and figure out what negative emotion often comes up for you. And then what is maybe beneath that? Because then you have a base of like how you could work on it. So for me, that's why I've kind of been saying, I think I need to get into boxing or lifting or CrossFit and have this outlet where it's like safe for me to be angry, I guess. And it's not that I want to be angry, but since I am known to hold on to those emotions instead of telling a friend or whatever, I feel like if by running or going to a boxing class or whatever, it helps break up that negative energy that I'm holding on to and get it out of my body. Because truly yesterday I was feeling a little stressed and then I went on a run, came back and I was like, wow, I'm good. Like a complete shift in my mindset. And in 2022, if you're a regular listener, you know, I did the 200 yoga classes and I feel like I did really, really need that to help ground myself and just work through some other thoughts and emotions 
emotions that I was dealing with, but I think I need to find the balance because I need the yoga to ground me like in the morning. And then I feel like maybe in the afternoon, once kind of like the work stress has built up from the day, I need to go let that out, which is probably why in high school with all of those teenage boys getting all angry and frustrated and pent up, like why sports is like so good for them. But yeah, that was just kind of like a realization I've had. And I really don't love that about myself. I was watching TikToks last night about how to stop being angry. And there's one of this rabbi and he was like, you should just never be angry. And you have to tell yourself that being angry is bad because if you allow yourself to be angry once, you're going to allow yourself to be angry over anything. And really nothing is worth being angry about. He kind of gave the comparison of like, let's say we agree that smoking cigarettes is bad. He's like, you have to convince yourself that smoking one cigarette is bad because if you smoke one cigarette, you're probably going to smoke a lot of cigarettes. So I need to convince myself that like it's not healthy for me to get really angry over big or small things. And that might be a feeling that I always have, but I think the more I can quiet it down and find healthier coping mechanisms of ways to work through that, that overall just be a healthier, happier person. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Byberg Small Business Insurance. Whether you're a contractor, consultant, restaurant owner, photographer, podcaster, life coach, cleaning business, or boutique owner, whatever you do with your small business, there's a good chance insurance can protect you and your company from the potential risks of owning a business. Byberg is part of Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway company, so you can trust they will be there financially. They have a 4.9 star average customer review rating, and it is truly a one-stop shop for your business insurance needs. And they even have policies starting as low as $35 a month. Byberg is who we use for the Artie Friends brand, as well as my two other businesses, New Wave and 1404 Collective. I've been a customer of theirs for years, and clearly I'm a big fan as I keep choosing them again and again. They have a lot of specialty coverage areas that cater to small businesses and entrepreneurs that I couldn't find at other companies. Using Bybrook has been ideal for us because it was so easy to get an affordable policy, and if we ever have questions or want to update something, we can call to speak directly with a licensed insurance agent who will gladly help us out. To get a quote, you can visit Bybrook.com or call 1-866-757-4487, whichever you prefer. Either way, you can get a quote in under five minutes, purchase your policy, and be covered the next day. Thank you to Byberg Business Insurance for being a sponsor of the Already Friends podcast. As always, we'll have the links in our show notes as well as on our website. As a retail shop owner, I know how important it is to have a good, reliable POS system. That's why I'm so excited about our sponsor today, Shopify. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source. Track everything across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers both inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash already friends. That is all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash already friends to take your retail business to the next 
next level today. Shopify.com slash already friends. Thank you again to Shopify for sponsoring the already friends podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Rosetta Stone. They are the most trusted language learning program out there. They've been experts for 30 years and millions of users have trusted them to help them learn second, third, fourth languages. And this is especially timely for me because one of my goals for the year, I literally just said this in our Patreon goal setting workshop last week, is that I want to learn Spanish. I studied German in college and unfortunately, I don't get to go to Germany or Austria very often. But I have been spending a lot of time in South America and Mexico. I spent all of January in Colombia and I loved it so much that I'm going back in April. I'm going to Tulum next week. And I'm like, you know what? It is time that I really buckle down and get better at Spanish. If you also are thinking of traveling more, learning second, third, fourth languages, I can't recommend getting started with Rosetta Stone enough. If you would like to get Rosetta Stone and not put off learning language any longer, there's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Already Friends listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem 50% off at rosettastone.com today. And thank you to Rosetta Stone for sponsoring the Already Friends podcast and helping me in my Spanish language learning journey. This episode is sponsored by Honey Love. Honey Love is revolutionizing the bra game. Can you think of a bra that you actually like to wear? One that doesn't poke you, does not hurt, and that you kind of forget that you're wearing? For me, I'm thinking of my Honey Love bra. I have fully said goodbye to wearing underwire and bulky fabric bras that trap heat. Honey Love's bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. The fabric is super soft and it feels like a second skin and you'll immediately feel and notice the difference. Right now, I'm wearing the silhouette bra and I'm totally forgetting that I'm wearing a bra, but it totally lifts. It feels so supportive. It looks so good under shirts. And it's not like those bras that give you that uniboob effect when you put on a tight shirt or tight clothes. It separates, it lifts, it does everything that a bra should be doing. I'm also obsessed with the shapewear. I have the superpower thong, which is kind of like this mid-stomach shapewear piece. The way that it gives my body this hourglass shape that I did not know that I had and is so comfortable. I have traditional shapewear from a few different brands and they kind of hurt so bad. Within a couple hours, I feel like I can't breathe. But with Honey Love's shapewear, it's so comfortable. It's meant to be able to breathe, to live your day-to-day life in. And I feel like I can definitely use the shapewear for my wedding. So I'm very excited about that. So if you're ready to step into that next level comfortable bra and shapewear, it's your time to get Honey Love. Go to honeylove.com slash already friends and you can get 20% off your entire order with that link. So it's honeylove.com, H-O-N-E-Y-L-O-V-E.com slash already friends for 20% off. Make sure to use that code to show your support of the show. And thanks again to Honey Love for sponsoring the Already Friends podcast. Okay, and totally changing gears. I loved in my mom's episode how she said rather than asking her students what they want to be when they grow up, she asked them what they want to contribute. And I just think that is such a beautiful question because what do you want to do can feel so limiting, like as if there's like a couple of answers that are like, right, like you can only pick a couple. But the question, what do you want to contribute? I feel like you get as many commas as you want. You're like, I want to contribute making a podcast. I want 
want to contribute making my neighborhood a more beautiful space. I want to contribute teaching the young children. I want to contribute being a good brother, mother, sister, boyfriend, whatever. Like it feels so wide that, that there's so much that you can contribute and it doesn't have to just be a couple of things. So that was something that I really, really enjoyed from this series. And all in all, Sydney Adams has just like lit a fire in me to get back into good physical shape. I wouldn't say that I'm like not in shape because I still move every day in some capacity. I have my walking pad. I stretch in the morning, but she is like fit and on it. And it is so inspiring. I just like see her content and I'm like, you fucking go girl. Like you are motivating me. I want to go to the gym. I want a butt like that. I want some abs. So I will definitely be trying to just like get in better shape this spring and summer. Back, like when I did 75 hard last year, I think it was last year and the year before, I feel like that definitely got me in the best shape that I've been in since like high school track. And a lot of that was eating well, like and with 75 hard drinking a gallon of water a day. I think so often as humans, we confuse being hungry with just being thirsty because when you do 75 hard and you're drinking a gallon of water, it fills you up so much. So I felt like I just ate better because I, when I felt full from the water, I was like, oh, I don't want to eat a bunch of like heavy, yucky food. I want like light, good, nutritious food. So I've kind of been debating if I want to do 75 hard again or even a 75 medium or come up with my own 75 hard program that meets whatever I decide I'm trying to accomplish this spring and summer. So TBD, I will update you guys when I figure that out. But yeah, probably wrapping up, I would just say this whole series has made me realize that like everyone is on their own journey and no one is perfect. And even the people that we look up to and admire so much are not killing it in every single category. People tend to put their best foot forward, but we don't see the sacrifices or the areas that they're struggling typically. So it can be so easy to look at everyone around us and be like, oh my gosh, everyone is killing it and I just suck. But I think we're so hard on ourselves. And But yeah, maybe if you take away anything from this, just be like, wow, I'm just another human who's going through life and is a first-time human. Like you, We didn't get a blue blueprint minus our birth chart, if that's what you believe. But we're all just out here trying to navigate it day to day. And there's so much change that comes upon us that we never expect. So giving yourself some grace for how far you've already come and not comparing your journey to anyone else's and realizing that you have time. I was talking to my friend Nicole about this last week. She is a Capricorn and very much like she has three kids and she's just like killing it. We've been friends in childhood. She lived like two houses down for me. And we've just always been people who are like doers, like run, go, get it done, da, 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 da. And I always feel like I've been like working towards this line of like, okay, once I get all of this, like then I'll be good. And I'm 28 and like I've never got there yet. So I feel like I just need to be like, dude, there's no end line. Like the end is just like when I die, like chill out just 24 hours at a time. Like just literally have the best one day at a time that you can possibly have and not feel like you need to sprint to this like finish line. I don't know if that makes sense, but if you're an overachiever, I feel like you will totally relate to that and just know that yeah, the to-do list is never done because like every day you still got to clean the house. You still got to go to work. You still got to do the things. So it's like rather than racing through all of the tasks, like then you're just racing through life. So slowing down and just romanticizing all the little things that you have to do in a day because it's all we have. I love the quote that's how you spend your day is how you spend your life because it's really true. And I think I'll end with reading.
reading a few of your responses. I put up a question box on the Artie Fence podcast Instagram story. I said like what from this series really resonated with you guys. I'm going to read a few of the submissions because they just like warmed my heart so much. Uh, this one, I'll use initials from SG, said Tiana Gidley truly changed my life. What she said helped me gain happiness and joy again. Literally love Tiana. She also went to my high school. She is an, a real life angel. Like if you didn't listen to that episode with her, please go listen. She is just the sweetest human. Another one from CGM said the friendship one about having older and younger friends just turned 30 and relationships have been a thing I've been working on. Thank you. And M.O. said, there's no trying to do something. There is only doing it. Yes, 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 yes. I got that from Michaela J. She's one of my friends here from Omaha. We had her on the podcast way back in our first year. And she just always says like, you're never trying. You're just like doing it. And go about your day to day and think about how many times you say like, I'm going to go try to do this. I'm going to try to do that. I've been trying to do this. Like we say it all the time. And once you start to eliminate that word or that concept from your vocabulary, I also feel like it helps you be more present because you're like, no, I'm just getting in shape. I'm just making food. I'm just hanging out with my friends. Like you're just doing the damn thing. And TD said, it's okay to quit things, friendships, projects, businesses, relationships. That one was from my mom in the intellectual wellness episode. We kind of were just saying like, no one, it's time to move on. Like there are 8 billion people on the planet. If you don't want to be in a friendship or a relationship or a job or anything anymore, it's okay to quit and leave because you only get one life with limited time and resources. So might as well use, so you might as well choose wisely. And AM said the social wellness series, especially how she spoke about the third place concept, loved it. You guys haven't listened to the episode that we did last fall, just about third place. Highly recommend listening to that. It will make you realize how important it is to have a safe place outside of your home or work. And MM said, Allison's mom explaining how being productive and creative is from feeling cognitively cleared. And CA said how intellectual wellness impacts the other dimensions. But yeah, I just wanted to read a few of those to share what resonated with our listeners. And if anything ever really impacts you guys, please send us a DM. It's so helpful for us to know what to record in the future based off what really helps you in your own lives because it's truly why we're doing this. Like, of course, we love it and it's very fun. But going back to my mom saying, how do you want to contribute to the world? Us sharing our knowledge and helping you guys learn from experiences maybe that we wish we, what we could have known prior so other people don't have to learn the hard way like we did is like why we want to do this. So yeah, I hope that this whole series was fun and informative and helps you think and not only helped you in your own life, but maybe with your relationships or you shared it with someone that you know that was struggling in one of those areas or whatever. But yeah, thanks for hanging out today. I think that's all I have. I'm trying to not talk for hours and hours on the anymore. And I'm looking forward to the other episodes that we have this month. We already have some great guests booked. So definitely keep your eye out for more fun things to come. All right, getting into what I learned. So I'm going to go in order of each episode and kind of just give a rundown of what stood out to me, what I have been applying or what I hope to apply to my own life. Because again, there was just so much goodness in every single episode. So if you haven't listened, highly, highly recommend at least listening to a couple and just hearing what all these people have to say, because again, they are just experts in their craft and know what they're talking about. So first, I'll start with emotional wellness. We had on Tiana Gidley. She is a creative. She owns her own agency and has a lot of routine and practice around emotional wellness. She actually even owns a journaling business and a journal company called
called within. So she has really nailed her practice at home enough to build a journal and build resources for people to tap into their emotional wellness, to get more aligned with themselves and to look within for the answers. So I think I'm going to start out with the number one thing that I learned from this episode is that our answers are within. If you are ever stressed, if you are ever unsure of what to do in life, I feel like a lot of the times, and this was she was saying, is we outsource insight. And we don't always need to be doing that. You don't always need to go out and find a friend or a parent or someone to listen to you and tell you what to do. A lot of the times, what she was saying is that we have the answers within ourselves. It's just figuring out the tools and the resources to tap into that insight. And so for her and for her advice on getting in tune with your emotional wellness, she said to journal. That's what's worked really well for her, journaling as a means to getting more clarity, getting more insight into your life. Her resource and tip that she said, she said she read the book, The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And book had taught her was to journal three pages every single day. It can be about anything. It can be about just, I had a dream like this last night and I, today I'm going to do this, this, and this. It could be just anything to get your creative juices flowing, to get your brain working. And then all of a sudden you're going to start seeing things coming up and then maybe you can journal about issues that you're having or things that you hope to figure out in the coming months. And those answers are going to come out. And again, they're always within you. That's what she said. The answers are always within us. So don't always outsource insight. And kind of following into that, what she was saying is that in her life, when she makes decisions from her intuition, it leads her to where she's supposed to be. So for us, make decisions from your intuition. Tap into your intuition. It's there for a reason. It's going to tell you where you're supposed to go. You have to be open to receiving it and being ready to receive it. I think that was a really good tip because again, the answers are inside of us. Like we have this within us. And yeah, sometimes you just need to follow the intuition and and it knows exactly where you're supposed to go. A few other things I really like from this episode, she mentioned to find hobbies that quiet the noise and help you feel like the most you. I feel like especially in the world that we live in with all the craziness, the hustle and bustle, social media, just all these different distractions, it's never been more important to find hobbies that make you feel like you, whether that's bowling, gardening, photography, walking, reading. I think whatever that is for you, just find something and do it because life is too short to just be waking up, going to work, coming home, scrolling social media and going to bed. Like there is so much more to life than just that. So she really recommends doing that because emotional wellness, I feel like can definitely be piled on and on if you don't have little ways like that to kind of cope and de-stress and relax because something that even we talked about in our social wellness episode, sometimes we think that social media is helping us de-stress, helping us relax, and it is quite the opposite. So yeah, love the tip about being someone who does hobbies and going back to that social media piece. Tiana says she does not do social media first thing in the morning, late at night. It can really shift your emotional wellness, your mental health, your perspective to be super negative. So I couldn't agree more. And that's just one of those things that you just kind of have to be actively trying to implement. So even myself, I am always trying to work on that. And yeah, her last thing that I just love was life is supposed to be fun. Have fun. I think by having fun and having that optimistic outlook, you are going to inevitably and naturally have better emotional wellness because our emotional wellness can just be negatively impacted if we're taking things too seriously, if we're getting stressed over things that, you know, have already happened. There's nothing you can do about it. So being someone who has fun and stops equating productivity with all of your actions and success and career success with everything you do, you will come out a more emotionally well person. Okay, so after the emotional wellness episode, we had on Ashley Stahl. She was our career wellness episode guest and being in the wrong career for her, it was just something that wasn't satisfying 
satisfying. She felt like she wasn't being fulfilled with her strengths and her talents. And you can totally hear all of her story in that episode. But I just wanted to highlight some of the things that I thought really stood out from there. And of course, that first one being you can 100% ditch a career if it's not vibing, if it's not fitting with you and what you want to do anymore. She had a completely different career and decided to switch it up. And now she's thriving. And if she had been scared and, you know, sat back and said, well, I spent all this money on a degree and I'm already building my resume or I'm working my way up in this company, she could have never done what she's done and launched a podcast or to drop launched a book, like all these things that she's accomplished. She might not have done that if she was scared to kind of branch out and do something different. So another thing that she said that I really liked was that your job does not have to be your purpose in life. I feel like sometimes on the internet or just people giving career advice will kind of say those two things need to be the same. And she doesn't think that they have to be. You could be super fulfilled outside of work and feel like your purpose is being met in other ways outside of your nine to five. And I really liked that because I think sometimes some of us do work a nine to five that maybe isn't the most aligned thing with what we want to do with our lives, but we can find that purpose and other things like being a parent or volunteering or just whatever that is for you. It doesn't always have to be your nine to five. So I really liked that. And then of course, her big thing is being stuck and feeling like you're stuck in your career. She has her whole book and podcast called You Turn While You Turn about that. And you know, her best advice for when you're feeling stuck or if you feel like you're in a career that isn't meant for you, her first thing that she always tells people to do is just make a list of things that feel like you and things that you love doing that make you feel like the most you version of yourself and go and do those things. Like go do those hobbies, go do those activities, surround yourself with people that make you feel like yourself. Make time and space for those things and make time to journal and sit and think about what makes you the most you because that's going to help you make that way, make that career shift and make those moves to find a career and find a job that, yeah, works best for you. Okay, so moving on to the spirituality episode with Deandra Nicolette. This was such a great episode. I know that I mentioned in our 2020 reflection episode that spirituality was one of the categories personally that I could probably improve. So I was very much looking forward to this episode and Deandra of the Manifest Daily podcast is so incredibly insightful. She knows so much about her own relationship with God and spirituality and all of that stuff. And it was really good to hear her insight. And some of the things that I definitely took away from this episode is, of course, trust your intuition. Typically, things work out when you trust your relationship with yourself, you trust your relationship with that higher power, God, whatever you want to call it, and not ignoring that. We definitely all have that ability to trust what our insides are saying and what the world is trying to tell us, but sometimes we just block it out or we just don't think to act on those messages or downloads we get from the universe or from a higher power. And I think it is so important to trust that intuition. And like she said, things always work out for her when she's trusting her intuition and just going with what feels right. So I think that is definitely a huge part of tapping more into our spirituality. Um, I also really liked what she was saying about how her low moments in life have made her take giant leaps in her growth. So of course, we all are going to have moments where we are struggling so bad and things can just be so hard. And it's hard to see outside of that when you're in those situations. But the biggest jumps that she's had in her relationship with spirituality or the biggest jumps that she's had in her career, everything came from those really low moments. So take those low moments and when you're in them, just know that those big leaps will come and make room to make those big leaps. Like be ready for those because yeah, that is why we have those low moments is so we can get out of them and hopefully move forward even more. 
more. I love what she said about seeing your life as a movie because we kind of asked her, how would you explain manifestation to someone and what's kind of the examples or the ways that you teach manifestation on your podcast and just to anyone who follows you. And she says that she loves telling people to see your life as a movie and go crazy. Like don't hold yourself back. Imagine what you want to imagine with literally no restrictions and it can help connect you with what you want. Because I think that was one of the other questions we had. You know, sometimes people want to get into manifestation, but they have no idea what they want to manifest. And she said that making a movie in your head or movie trailer for your ideal life and again, not having any restrictions can help you kind of tap into maybe what you do want to manifest or maybe that's something that could be possible for you in the future. So yeah, sometimes we don't know what we want to manifest, but she just said to make that little movie trailer in your head, dream it up, dream up the car, the hotels that you're staying at, the specific decorations that you have in your house, just really whatever. And yeah, kind of play it out in a movie over a few years and see what that looks like. Okay, moving on to our social wellness episode with Dr. Chelsea Shields. I mean, this episode truly blew my mind. And I've said that time and time again about this episode is actually two parts. So there's part one and part two, but oh my goodness, I just felt like this episode could not be more important for our society and for really everyone uh, with all the things and all the changes that have happened. Of course, one of the things that really stood out to me about this episode was just how much our society has outsourced community and social roles. So Dr. Chelsea Shields was saying that when she had her young children that, you know, she would find another mom and they would take turns nannying each other's kids and they, they kind of swapped those services, you know, worked together as a community to, yeah, share that nannying and sharing that babysitting aspect. But, you know, nowadays it's just so much more common to hire out these services. You hire the babysitter, you hire the nanny. And that has created a society where a lot of people do not have those super close friends that they can rely on. And this is what Dr. Shields refers to as her social safety net. You know, everyone has a social safety net, like five to six really close friends that you can really rely on. But when we are outsourcing all of these roles that are pivotal to a society, you know, that is typically roles that help you build that social safety net, you can really feel alone and you can feel like you do not have people in your corner. So I thought that was super interesting and a really tangible example of why people are feeling lonely because that is one of those things that we keep hearing about. There's a loneliness epidemic. People are isolated. They have depression, anxiety, all these things. And I think that Dr. Shields gave so many good examples of what that actually looks like in our society. And that was one of those examples. Hopping right off of that, I definitely walked away with this episode realizing how important it was to see people once a week. It's so, so important. I know that ever since this episode, I've made so much more of an effort to see friends weekly, to make those social interactions happen as much as possible because that is why our society is so isolated and feeling lonely. We don't have that constant community. We aren't interacting with people as much. Our worlds, at least in the US, are designed to be spread out. We have to drive everywhere. You do things alone. But yeah, making the time to see people and have dinner once a week, have people over to watch a TV show, go on a walk with someone every Monday morning, or just things like that really helps us not feel so alone, so isolated. Another thing that Dr. Shields said that just really is so true is just how bad social media is for us. I know for her, she's not even on social media. She has LinkedIn, uh, and I think that's it. She doesn't use Instagram, anything like that, because it's literally just like eating junk food all day. The algorithms are so addictive. They are so much designed to keep us scrolling. They give you little rewards, little dopamine hits, and they just keep you coming. So I guess one of the things that she also really mentioned was that it's not your fault if you're addicted to social media, because that's how they're designed. They're designed to be addictive. And just to make sure 
that your third place is not social media. So if you've heard about third places, it's just kind of this concept that we all have a third place that we like to go outside of home or work to find community to spend time in. And some people really find that third place to be their social media and they spend time and, you know, find community, quote unquote, in social media. But she really encourages you to find somewhere else. So find a coffee shop or a yoga studio or really anywhere else to be that community because, yeah, social media is just so bad for us and just so makes you feel like you're having your social needs met, but then it's really not. It's such a facade. And then, of course, we loved the five friends you need theory from Dr. Shields. Those are the five friends that she thinks everyone needs to just kind of have balanced relationships. So there's the wise friend, the friend that loves you unconditionally, the fun friend, the capable friend, and the aspirational friend. So if you want those explanations, definitely head to part two of our talk with Dr. Chelsea Shields. Okay, moving into things I learned from our nutritional wellness episode. Basically, I walked away with the quote, if it's not found in nature, maybe err on the side of caution. Maybe it's not the best. This episode, of course, was with Ellie of livehealthily.com and at healthily on Instagram. And I really liked the way that she was talking about nutrition. She was like, look, this is just what I do. I am just someone who's a little more cautious. Like she really just believes in, you know, if it's made in a lab, I don't want to eat it. If you guys want to eat it and you want to take those risks, that's fine. I personally just think that it's maybe safer to only eat things that are for sure natural and real. Like she, that's, she's like, it's so simple for me. That's the rule that I have. If it's real food, I'll eat it. So she eats pasta bolognese. She will eat things that maybe aren't quote unquote healthy, but she really prioritizes whole real ingredients and foods over some of those antiquated nutritional values, like eating no carbs or no sugars, like all that stuff. So I really loved having her on. I love her accounts and love following her. So those were great tips, of course. And she says that once you kind of weed out the artificial sweeteners, weed out the fake chemicals, then you can kind of get that solid foundation. So then you can kind of figure out what supplements you need, what other things you can do to add to your health. So she always recommends kind of working out that foundation of weeding out bad ingredients and maybe not so great foods and drinks that we consume so that you can kind of work out your health that way. Illy has a really interesting story of having horrible acne and she was really bloated and had all these health issues and really at the root of it was that she just needed to fix what she was eating. So really loved that episode. All in all, I learned so much and yeah, her thing is if I just err on the side of caution, you know, I look at a Diet Coke and it has some questionable ingredients. She's like, I'm never going to miss out on life by not drinking that Diet Coke. I'm just not going to drink it. And you know what? It might taste good, but I'm never going to regret not drinking the Diet Coke or not eating the thing. It might not have been the best ingredients. And you know what? That's something that she was super open to. She's like, you know what? And if 10 years they find out some chemical that I thought was toxic isn't toxic, she would still be glad that she didn't eat it all the time because she wouldn't really regret not eating it, you know? So I think that was some good rules. I think she has a really healthy relationship with what she will eat and won't eat in that aspect. So that was very inspiring. Okay, moving on to what I learned from our environmental wellness episode with Terry Cumming. She's a holistic interior designer and we learned so much from her. Basically, of course, the biggest thing was the importance of having a home space that you love. We spend so much time in our homes and it can really affect different aspects of your health and wellness. So it was really cool hearing from her about how important it is to have soothing spaces, have a bedroom that feels good and feels safe and comforting because it truly does affect so many other areas of your life. And I 
even I can think of an example. When I lived in New York City, I did not really spend a lot of time making my apartment feel like home because I didn't know how long I was going to live there and I didn't know how temporary that apartment was going to be versus my St. Louis home that I live in. I've taken the time to make intentional decor and make the rooms and spaces feel very livable and very homey. And I can totally feel the warmth and my personality even coming through in my St. Louis house, whereas my New York apartment was just, I don't know. I just felt like I lived and slept there, but it wasn't as environmentally well, as you could say. Like there is totally a difference in the vibes. And, you know, I think that I could have done a better job of decorating that space and making it feel more homey and stuff. But yeah, she really was talking about how that does affect so much in our lives. I also thought it was very interesting how she talked about sleep and how sometimes when you get bad sleep, it literally can be because there are energy lines running through your house. She talked about dowsing, which I'd never heard of before. So if you don't know what that is, definitely go listen to that episode. But if you are someone who gets bad sleep or you just feel like there's a bad energy in your house, definitely go listen to that episode or go to Terry's TikTok, her pages, because she talks about how to use dowsing as a form to kind of rid that bad energy of your house. So there's so many things that she talked about on our episode about why you could have bad energy in your house. I thought it was really interesting for the solutions that she provided. Okay, moving on to physical wellness with Sydney Adams. We loved this episode. I think all of us have different goals with our physical wellness, and that's definitely one that I know that I really care about, and I try really hard to contribute to my physical wellness every single day. So some of the things I wrote down as things I learned, of course, protein is great. We love protein. It's good to get a lot of protein. It helps you stay fuller longer, helps you not overwork your metabolism. It can help you kind of sustain that energy throughout the day. So loved hearing her talk about that. She's a fitness coach. So I love that she works with her clients to teach them how to figure out how to track their macros and their meals. So she really recommends everyone should track their meals for a month and just see what, how much protein you're getting in every single meal, how many carbs, how much fat. Like she really recommends tracking those meals so that you can look at a meal and look at a plate and say, okay, that's 20 grams of protein. That's 10 grams of this and all that stuff. So I thought that was really good advice because I know I mentioned on that episode that I could be better about tracking my meals. And I think that was a good push to kind of get more on top of that. She gave some good tips about planning out meals and how she kind of makes meals easier for her. So maybe she'll chop up some onions and put them in a container at the beginning of the week. Or maybe she'll chop up some veggies and have those in a container at the beginning of the week so that it does make it easier when you want to eat healthy um, and makes it more accessible. Instead of just grabbing a prepackaged protein bar or snack from the pantry, you can have fresh veggies, fruits, and things cut up. I really like that tip. A few more things. She recommends working out in the morning, which I a thousand percent agree. It gives you less time to talk yourself out of it. So loved that tip. And with everything that she was saying for physical wellness, she just kept coming back to, you know what, do what works best for you. And everyone knows what's best for them. If you have a not so great relationship with food, don't be tracking your meals. If you like to work out at certain times of the day, like you don't have to do what she was saying to do. But at the end of the day, it is great to ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to hire a coach. There are people out there that want to help you achieve those fitness goals. And she was just saying that it can never hurt to hire a professional if you aren't seeing the results in the gym that you want, or if you want to get more customized advice for how to work out better and how to achieve the body that you want. So yeah, all in all, I thought that was such a great episode and she gave some really good insight. 
Okay, two more episodes to recap. We have our financial wellness episode with Erin Convertini, and I really liked this episode. This is also always a aspect of the eight dimensions of wellness that I'm always trying to work on, and I always want to be on top of my finances. So she says she recommends to figure out what your goals are and to work backwards from them. So if you want to open an Airbnb or if you want to buy investment properties or if you want to own your own business one day, you know that when you're in your 30s or 40s, you want to start a business venture figure out what that goal is and work backwards, figure out what you need to save, what you need to do with your financial goals so that you can set yourself up for success in that way. So that was something that Erin said. She said that she knows that she does not want to work a nine to five forever. And she is setting herself up by saving for a future business that she wants to launch. Does she know what it is or what that idea might be? No, but she's still setting aside money every single month, or at least making some financial goals to make sure that when she decides maybe in five or 10 years that, okay, I want to open this business. She has money to do that. And I think that that's amazing. And that is such a good tip. And even if you, again, don't know exactly what that goal is, you can kind of get a good idea of maybe what you should save for and kind of take a look at what you're spending and kind of take a look at how you can do that. Her biggest tip was talking about budgeting and she's a very big advocate for budgeting. She even has a budget tracker template that she uses and she actually doesn't recommend using financial apps over, you know, physically tracking it yourself in Google Sheets or Excel. And I think that's actually such a true good tip because I know I have some financial apps and it is just so easy to overspend. And I feel like it just makes it kind of seem like it's not your problem. Like when it's on an app, you're not constantly looking at it. You're not constantly evaluating what you're spending on a weekly, daily basis. But when you're tracking it on a Google spreadsheet, on a Google spreadsheet or an Excel spreadsheet, you personally have to type in those numbers and you have to look at that data. So I feel like it does kind of make it harder to overspend and it makes you really look at what you're doing. So I really liked that tip because I know I've used different apps and yeah, sometimes you don't actually really understand your finances and what you're spending because it can just be so automated. She recommends opening a high yield savings account. I love that tip. If you don't have a high yield savings account, it just makes so much sense to get one and to use it to your advantage. She has different folders or different accounts within her high yield savings account to save for. So she'll have a vacation folder folder, future business endeavors folder. And she has all these different categories of her life that she puts her savings in instead of just her normal bank savings account, which probably does not earn as much interest over time. So yeah, definitely make sure you have a high yield savings account and you're putting your money that you're saving into one of those so that you can make your money work for you. And finally, I loved her tip of just listen to podcasts, listen to eBooks, like get the knowledge. Just don't be afraid to tackle the subject and to learn more because I know it can be confusing, but that is how you learn. And she gives some really good podcast recommendations in those show notes. And I will relink those in this episode's show notes. And finally, we had our intellectual wellness episode with Allison's mom, Dr. Sandra Schillingstad. This was such a good episode. I loved this one so much. Of course, I loved it because it was Allison's mom and just hearing her mom talk about intellectual wellness was so interesting. And just seeing the parallels between the two of them was so, so fun. And they have such a great relationship and it's really fun to see and hear the two of them interact and talk. But some of the things that she talked about with intellectual wellness, you cannot take care of any of your other dimensions until you take care of your intellectual wellness. This could not be more true. And I didn't even realize this until we had her on. And it was so fitting that she was our last guest of this series because it kind of just tied it all up. Like if your mental and intellectual wellness is not okay, you cannot tackle physical wellness and, you know, meal prepping, getting the body of your dreams. You can't tackle being on top of your finances. Like if your mental state and your intellectual state is not 
not there. You really can't do any of the other ones. And on top of that, you're the only one who can take care of your intellectual wellness. That totally blew my mind with how true it is. Because you can hire a financial advisor, you can hire an interior designer, a nutritionist, all these different areas of wellness, but you cannot outsource how well your brain feels and how you're taking care of your mind. So it is just so much more important to make sure that you are taking care of yourself and building those habits at night in the morning to take care of your brain and allow yourself to unplug, not to get too distracted, not to get too stressed with work. So going to that, I loved what Dr. Schillingstad shared about her morning routine. She wakes up super early. She's a very early bird, gets up at 5 a.m. I think she said, but she does that so she can have three hours to herself. She has the entire morning to do what she wants to do. No one can reach her. She allows her mind to just wake up gradually to have those moments of peace. And in a world where, you know, you're supposed to be prioritizing your job, you're supposed to be stressed, you're supposed to be doing this and that. She makes that time in the morning to just not let anyone interrupt her space, interrupt her peace. And I think that's why she has good intellectual wellness and why she isn't going crazy. She has that calm mind and you get to that state of your life by having good morning routines and by setting boundaries with other people, but also with yourself and setting boundaries with your phone and with people contacting you about work and responding to emails at 6am. Like she just cut out all those bad habits and it really allows herself to thrive and to take care of her brain. I mean, there were so many good nuggets in this episode, but I'm kind of chatting very long here. So to kind of wrap up my thoughts of things I learned, I think she really just advised to cut out bad relationships, cut out bad habits, just cut out things that aren't serving you and that are causing you stress, causing you to overthink things, to, I don't know, act in ways that aren't healthy for you because life is too short. And the quote that if you listen to the episode, you will know is that she encourages being a quitter. And I love how Allison reframed this because it's not being a quitter per se, but she is an advocate for being okay with when things are done, when things need to come to an end and you know when you do need to move on. So she says, yeah, I'll quit jobs if they're not serving me. I'll quit relationships if they're not serving me. I will quit things that are causing me stress and anguish because again, life's too short. We don't have time for those kind of things. And I, she thought it was okay to be a quitter and I couldn't agree more. I think it again, it's just acknowledging when you gotta take the next journey in your life. You gotta hop on the next train as we we're talking about and kind of keep moving forward. So definitely go listen to that episode. That was also such a really good one. And I really enjoyed our conversation with Allison's mom. Okay. So my final thoughts, just to kind of wrap up everything from this series, I am so happy that we decided to do this. It was kind of just a random thought that we had. I think we had both heard about the eight dimensions of wellness, but I cannot believe that it's already over this whole series of interviewing people. I mean, I learned so much and I hope that through this recap episode, we can kind of refresh your brain about what maybe you learned through the series and some of the key points that we can all take with us. But yeah, I'm just really looking forward to using these tips, using these episodes to keep reflecting, keep checking in on myself to see which areas of my life need more attention and how I can be more intentional to fill those dimensions of wellness with good habits, good practices that make me a better person, a more whole, healthy person. Yeah, I think that's all I can have to say about this series. I am so grateful that we got so much good feedback 
feedback. You guys really loved the series. I loved the series. Uh, make sure to go follow those guests and to stay tuned with them. If you really liked any of those episodes, go follow our guests because they all share amazing, incredible things on social media and all the platforms and stuff. So yay. Okay. That was all of our thoughts on the H mentions of wellness. Let us know what you thought of this format. We hope that we can keep bringing up what we learned in the series and different ways that we use these different areas of our lives to better ourselves and to be the best version of ourselves. We hope we can bring this forward to future episodes and keep talking about the age mentions. We don't want this to die out now that the series is over. We want to keep talking about this and keep this momentum and yeah, keep talking about what we learned because it was so valuable and so good. So again, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Already Friends. We will catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Already Friends. We want to tell you guys, what is our favorite thing in this world? Getting Apple and Spotify reviews. So to thank you guys, when we hit 500 reviews on Apple and Spotify, we're going to give you one of your favorite things. And we're going to tell you what it is. It's a $50 gift card to wherever you want. Please, come on. We're desperate. We're literally dreaming up these reviews in our sleep. Got to help us get there. We want to keep creating great Already Friends podcast shows for you guys. We need those reviews. So don't make us beg, all right? Yes. So leave a rating, leave a review, screenshot it, send it to us. And yeah, when we hit 500, we'll pick two of you guys to get a $50 gift card to wherever you choose. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will catch you in the review section of our show. Love y'all. Love ya. Bye.